0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Case. What's
1: up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight.
0: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing. MMA amazing Radio. Radio.
1: welcome to it's amazing radio i am your host dr law with me as always dj mark so just me and mark today um lavender gooms who works three who works and he lives in new york so he's three hours ahead of us he has mm-hmm. to work late making <laughs> us all wonder how late is this work um so real talk it's it's 9.40. Honestly, it's, I think my, I think yeah. Mike probably got home like 20 minutes ago and he's just done. Sure. I'm assuming Still, he's a, like, yeah.
0: When you're like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make the 9.15 podcast. Yeah. It's like, dude, that, that, that's some rough time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not right.
1: All right, it's boys an and girls. Uh, we're going to talk about what happens when the UFC actually puts on a product people uh, want to pay money for. Um, yeah. Talk about these big three fights we all were watching this past weekend. Um, along with the rest of the UFC 273 card. Um, talk about a little MMA news, which I don't even know what's going on, to be honest, except uh, Triple C is back, I guess. Henry Zahudo back in that you saw the testing pool,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I think it happened. I don't even know what happened this week. This is what the week I've chosen to acknowledge it. Uh, spoiler for what I'm going to talk about at some point, about the main event. Um, I don't know what else is going on. Um, Marcus... Normally, we start mm-hmm. this podcast. We're like, "All right, the last event. What was the main event? Let's talk about that because surely it was the most mm-hmm. the thing to talk about, top to bottom." That's usually yeah. how we do it. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the other title fight either. Are you first? We're going to talk about the main event, the real the, the, people's, the people's main, main event. event, as Ariel calls it. Um, Gilbert Burns. Did I thought I, I thought I coined that. Ariel, no, nah, it was Ariel. I yeah.
0: Oh, that's that people going to think I'm coining him. I didn't even watch uh, it.
1: Oh, jeez. Um. We gonna we got Kazmat Chmaev, massive favorite, um, going into a fight against Gilbert Burns, um, massive favorite. Relevant because one of those men was ranked number two in the world going into it, and it mm-hmm. was it was the guy who was the huge underdog, uh, Gilbert Burns. Uh, Marcus, we got ourselves a fight of the year contender, honestly, with these two guys. Um, yeah, lots of swanging and banging, much to the chagrin of um, Chmaev's coach. Who seemed very unhappy at times with what was happening, mm-hmm. notably after the second round, which Chmaev lost. Um, I think on literally everybody's scorecard, right? I think everybody went. Yeah,
0: these were pretty easy rounds
1: to define. Yeah, we'll get into third round closer was fights, third round but. was honestly the closest round of this one. Um, mm-hmm. these guys were just throwing heat. Marcus, I guess first question: Did we learn anything about Chmaev?
0: yeah. I think this was a really good fight to learn a lot about uh, Chemaev because we learned his heart and grit. But we also learned when his strengths don't work, when he has to rely on what we what I would consider like secondary skills, like his striking. he was good there. He definitely had some good spots, but there was holes, right. And burns was able to exploit that. Um you know, going into the fight, he was such a huge favorite because he had garnered this aura, right? of just being seemingly invincible because that's really all we've seen him do is just completely walk through people, you know, hardly anyone. I think right the stat before this was hadn't hadn't taken one strike in his whole UFC career, nothing past the first round. Uh, He seemed unstoppable. You know, that's why he had such a hype trim going into this fight. That's why he was, you know, such a large favorite against an extremely, you know, versatile, dangerous fighter like Gilbert Burns. Um, And what I really found most interesting in this fight, Bob, was... The lack of grappling we saw and how quickly Chimev kind of realized, like, this might not be my best avenue because everyone else he's fought in that wrestling yeah. has been such a staple.
1: You know, this is a guy who saw that Gilbert Burns has got four world championships in jujitsu and saw and thought all right, maybe I don't go down here too much with him, which is Dude, interesting I for a guy who felt it. Yeah, who, oh, I think well, yeah.
0: felt it more than I, he acknowledged uh, it, eh, eh. but I'm sure he was confident that because like, he, he went for the takedown pretty early on. Yeah, like And that's kind of been his key is like, he's going to stand a little bit. He's going to put a little pressure on you mm-hmm. to get you to back up against the cage, which he was able to do with Burns. Burns gave him that leeway, had him backing up against the cage, shot in, got him down, quickly realized like it was hard to ground and pound. It was hard to control this guy. Um, he got uh, hooks in, he had a butterfly guard pretty quickly, and then basically, you know extended out, didn't really let um, Shemev really get on top of him and control him. And I think when we we're just talking about the grappling, grappling exchanges, I think the second round was the biggest thing for me. Um, Shemev got him down again. And this is where Gilbert threw some like pretty gnarly hammer fist at him oh, yeah. and pushed basically up kicked him on his chest and kicked him off. And after that, Chameva was like, nah, we're good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let, let's try the standing thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, I know anyways, what I'm dealing with here. I've realized this is not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, he's in his kind of dominant position. He's technically on top, but you can tell he did not feel that control. Burns was able to kind of utilize his legs to push him off and not really even himself exchange in like playing jujitsu, trying to play the guard game, which I think was a smart decision because I think it's really easy when you're that caliber of grappler to think like, okay, let's work my guard. Let's see if I can do a sweep. Let's see if I can trap an armbar. But a lot of times with wrestlers, that's a good opportunity for them to hit you with some elbows, hit you with short punches, kind of make you tired. So I think it was a good game plan on Burns is to be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting you off top of me as quick as possible.
1: I honestly came out of this one not thinking anybody's stock dropped. Obviously not the guy who lost. For sure. I mean, if I if you were going to give me the rankings right now, I guess you leave Colby as the number one ranked after the champion. I guess mm-hmm. then I would put Shmelev, who uh, took over the number two spot, which was Gilbert's. I put Gilbert at three. Like I don't think Gilbert loses really anything on this one. Um, yeah, I was. Um, I I like. I think this. Yeah, I I I always talk about it on the show where I like seeing guys when plan A is not working, and like. Mm-hmm you learn a lot more about these guys. Like, I think we learned more. Like if he went out there and just like molly Gilbert and like put him out in two minutes. Right. Mm. It would have been cool and all, but like, I want to know what happens if he can't do that because he had him down. He got him. He hit him pretty early on too. And he was trying to swarm early on. Like it wasn't, but like it, it's nice to see what happens when, when, when things aren't working. And we always talk about Mark. We're like, a lot of guys are great fighters when everything's going perfectly. I mean, look, I'm a big, I mean, I was a big BJ Penn fan. Hard to be a fan of what's going on these days, but like um BJ, when things started going bad, you know, the, like all the like the wheels fall off immediately. You know what I mean? Like Vitor, Vitor Belfort's another one like that, where like once things aren't going your way, you don't know what I react. I I I mean it wasn't that he was in danger of like it wasn't until the second round that Chemeev was really getting, you know, losing, I guess. He lost that round, but like I like seeing him in the fire. I think it's great to see these guys on the fire and I like that, like, people are like, oh, we, like, we, we want to see all these things before he fights the champion. And I feel like with other prospects, we've kind of just, like, got them the title fights by hook or crook sometimes. Like, yeah, whatever mean, gets them there. <laughs>
0: everyone at some point when they get to title contention has to face someone like Burns. Someone that is top-ranked, potentially has fought for the belt is a veteran, right? So at sooner or later, he was going to fight someone of this caliber, and I think Burns was an interesting candidate for him because he's such a well-rounded fighter and the skill sets kind of line up so, so well. I mean, I think ultimately at the end of the day, Matt doesn't lose much stock, but he definitely loses the aura. You know, he had an aura
1: that he could eat anyone's lunch and no one could stop yeah, him. Yeah, Kamaro learned some stuff. If he's got yeah, Camaro, eventually Camaro learned something, Colby learns something, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it, well, it, it bursts the bubble that, like, this guy is inhuman, right? Like, he just he can grapple and demolish anybody. And if he would have done it to Burns, that.
1: that I mean, yeah, but we all know that problem. doesn't exist.
0: There was no one like right. that. Yeah, eventually, yeah, you got exposed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think that, and then you see someone like Khabib who really didn't have any. I mean, that's there fair. are generational talents, right? And that's what we were kind of looking at. Like, is this guy that good that he
1: can demolish the divisions I mean, without being challenged. Eventually mm-hmm. you get caught. I mean, khabib would no, have one no, day no, happen sure. too. Eventually. But
0: so, that's that's gone. But the what we have now is a much more realistic look at this guy. You know, we still know his wrestling is really good. How it's going to match up with the Covingtons and Usman is going to be interesting. When he has to rely on his striking, we saw we saw moments of brilliance and
1: times he got sloppy oh i think yeah his willingness to get eat a shot was something that i think we all need to be like oh he's okay like he thinks he's like he could give yeah, a fuck Don't me what you got you know it when really he stuck on the
0: when he stuck on the outside and used his his reach and his length he did extremely well when he decided to kind of brawl with burns which made the fight exciting you know that's where he tended to get caught that's where he had holes and that's where a guy like Usman and covington are gonna be like okay do, both those guys kind of keep it a little bit more straight and narrow. They kind of don't let their guard down that much. They don't exchange those big exchanges like he was uh with Burns. Uh it was, uh, ultimately makes it a much more exciting fight and that's what made this fight of the um the night, you know, fight of the year candidate for sure. But it you know, looking at it and anal- you know, analyzing the fight it definitely looked like okay, he can kind of get a little bit sloppy and that's somewhere you know, these other guys are going to try to,
1: you know. You know, I said I said ground. he's two and uh Burns is three. No. Leon Edwards is a student. Mm. Leon, Edwards <laughs> has to get his, Leon Edwards has to get his <laughs> shot. Okay, I'm going to say that. Leon Edwards has to get his shot. They said it. The man has won. The man is unbeaten in 10 fights. Won nine of them. He had an eye poke thing with that Bilal fight, and he was beating Bilal's mm-hmm. ass beforehand. So, sorry, Bilal. It's what happened. Um, it's. I know a lot of people don't like uh, Leon Edwards. Don't find him terribly exciting. Tough shit. On some level, this has got to be a goddamn meritocracy. On some level.
0: Yeah, he's you win this it. many
1: fights at welterweight, you get a title shot. Um, and I, I, when they said, and also we also have the thing with like, Connor wants that shot, which let's just yeah. put that aside for a moment. <laughs> but I mean, look at let's say I don't know how when this is happening. Um, to be honest, because I think uh, Kamaru wants to fight in July. I think is what it was. Okay.
0: Which isn't as
1: far as you think it is. I mean, he just fought not that long ago, so I don't remember last time Edwards fought. It seems like it's well, he was he fought Nate, and then he was it was last June, and then he was gonna fight um, Jorge in December, and then Jorge got hurt, and then they somehow ended up with Jorge versus Colby. It's just been a sec, yeah. He's earned it, you know. I don't think um, assuming he's getting it. So we got to let's go with assuming he's gonna get it. Um, Dana was before the fight said Colby versus Chimaev. Big fan Mm. of that fight. Uh, Colby's Mm -hmm. not a big fan of fighting guys that aren't the champion um, uh, unless they're smaller than him. A lot of calling out lightweights. There's a lot of what Colby likes to do. Um, I think that's what you got to do. And I guess if somehow Colby, I don't know, Conor McGregor being out there is a whole interesting twist here because you tell me it's Colby versus Usman 3 or Colby, I'm sorry, uh, Colby versus Usman 3 or McGregor versus Usman, I'll be like, Fucking, let's send Connor in there to get executed. Like, I don't disagree do with that. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> my
0: own personal interest, like, yeah, that's that. That's you don't get three just. title shots.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we unless people unless, the unless people thought good fights. unless people thought unless there's a genuine belief among a significant portion of the non-racist population, so I'm gonna emphasize that part that thinks you won either of those fights, because this isn't like. I don't even like the Max versus Volkanovski third fight they were going to do, and I guess they're still going to mm-hmm. do. We can get to that. But at least half of us thought Max won the second one, if not more. Um. Anyway, Edwards first. Maybe and fights Covington. Chameev gets past Covington. You got to give him a yeah. shot then. Um, yeah, he might. He
0: probably has to go at least one more. And, it, and the guys at the top, there's interesting matchups. Where's Thompson in all this? And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, let's the Luque, who up. we're going to talk about this week,
1: he wins a big fight. He could call out uh, uh, Chimev, too. So I think Luque, Luque, I think Luke said he was down, too. Luque is on a four-fight win streak after losing that fight to Thompson a couple years ago. And he's, right. he just beat Chiesa. And if he wins this one, he's at least one away. I mean, they're not going to give it to him off a Bilal fight. Welterweight, yeah. um, Vicente is four. Bilal is five. Oh, shit. Maybe they should. Um... The ranked higher than I thought, and Thompson is six. God, welterweight is a bunch of savages. Yeah, just I mean, whew. I mean, I think those those three guys,
0: I think stylistically match up really well with him. So I think if if he's looking to have a fight where the probability of winning and not taking a bunch of damage, I think those are guys that he could potentially out grapple and utilize that strength. I think with Covington, he's going to be striking with him, and we kind of saw that in this fight. He took a lot of damage. I think I, he's gonna.
1: I think he. I don't know if Covington has enough to hurt him. Covington, not yeah, I don't, I don't he'll, think he's, he'll, he'll hit him. I mean he'll hit him, but like people like were trying to make Covington Bisping comparisons. I'm like Bisping knocked people out and dropped him. Covington doesn't do that at all. He'll hit you no, a lot. Yeah, he doesn't, Covington he is he doesn't like,
0: sit down as much. But it's just like I, I saw in this fight Chimev get a little sloppy yeah. and I Covington is, you know, he's very unlimited technical. gas he, tank he keeps too. It, And he keeps it simple. He really does. He doesn't do too much, like, crazy stuff. It's a lot of jabs and straights and one-twos, you know. It's not a lot of, like, big uppercuts and hooks. So I think that's his toughest fight. I think that's the one that kind of makes the most sense.
1: um, We know Colby was too stupid to get pay-per-view points despite offending the entire world, which was impressive. Um, So it's not going to cost you anything extra. Do we put this on a a fight night and make it go five rounds? Like, I think think it needs to be a five-round fight is what I'm getting at. Covington mm. and um, Chimeyev. I know you can just make yeah. a five-round fight, too, because like, guys feel like it. That's cool, too. But, like, I think this is a five-round. I five mean, round it,
0: it, it definitely seems like a fight where it's, it's almost too good not to have it be a main of it, it seems like it's too good it's too good for their fight nights from now right like that that's almost a pay per view caliber n- this
1: isn't good this isn't good enough for uh what's the name of the fucking building the apex this isn't good enough this, for the apex this if is you're good on the road fight
0: night where you have to go on the road you're on yeah, the road you have to sell tickets because that, yeah, that will because like that's that, interesting that
1: one a few weeks ago was pretty good like one of those mm-hmm. um yeah no i agree with that all right we spent a lot of time talking about nine of the two title fights right there and um yes all right marcus have you filed your apology to Aljamain Sterling yet? I'm still working on mine. He's asked for an apology uh, from all of us.
0: It's, it's officially late because it's okay. the work day, and I haven't gotten it in. Let's just talk
1: about this, folks. Um, when we were talking about the Sterling and Yan fight last week, when I brought up that Sterling had won the first round, ra- like a, for the first round, and like the second round was close in the first fight, mm-hmm. I barely remembered any of that. Mark, you didn't remember any of it, Mike. Yeah. Because I feel we've heard a lot of like stuff in the last year, because it's been like a year since this happened. Where Aljo was getting worked this whole fight and then Jan need him and that's the only thing that happened in the whole thing. In reality, Aljo was doing pretty good in the first one but fucking blew his wad real early, if I remember correctly. Real early. Mm-hmm. He talks about having a bad rehydration, whatever. I don't know, man. Whatever. He also had a bum neck, obviously. He had to have surgery. Long story short, we're back in this fight. Aljo kind of leaning into it. Uh, bring in the MMA rule book notebook when he was at the press conference. He had a notebook. He wrote on it, in big Sharpie MMA rule book. Made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just get to the point. Uh, second and third round, Aljo. Fourth and fifth round, Jan. First round's up for debate. Um, Marcus, I scored it three to two for Aljo when it was over. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, trying to remember the first round, a lot of times, is not easy. Um, upon further reflection and a re-examining of the MMA rules I also think the second round should have been a 10-8 um, first off what did you think about that what you, would what'd you score it at the end or did you know before what you were getting uh, I
0: think I think I did know before um, so and, I, and again like a lot of times when I watch the fights I don't really like to think like oh how, cause they, they, like it, yeah. it doesn't matter what I think it, it's really moot um, I mean, what I thought was like, potentially I was leaning more towards potential draw, I think in my head. Um, and, and that's just me not liking, cause the first round was Sterling, you know, he, he got on his bicycle and he did a couple like he was, he was moving around a lot. And that's really not the strategy that I like personally, like as a fan. So it makes me kind of think like, okay, well, that standing
1: elbow he got in the first step that, that forward elbow. That was the best yeah. strike of that round.
0: Uh-huh. yeah, that was the uh, one of the best strikes for sure. Um, but it w- it was definitely one of those where that round was super close. And then round two and three, I mean, obviously for Sterling, the ten eight, I thought was kind of interesting. Like c- I could see the argument. It's really tough with, just like you were saying, like the judging rule set which you actually posted the, yeah, let me, the ten eight rules, yeah,
1: well, the ten eight thing well, let me explain what effective gra grappling means because I was reading I was reading the actual MMA rules, not what I sent you, which was someone arguing for ten eight. In general, this is just the actual definition of effective grappling. Successful execution of takedowns, submission attempts, reversals, and the achievement of advantageous positions that produce immediate or cumulative impact with the potential to contribute to the end of the match with the immediate weighing more heavily than the cumulative impact. This is my argument for why the second round was a 10-8. Because this, if that isn't a 10-8, it's literally impossible to get a 10-8 with a lot of grappling. Because that was that. He had him down for three I don't minutes and 50 agree. He had him down. For, I'm sorry? I don't necessarily agree, but make okay. your case and I'll... Okay. okay. He had him down for three minutes and 50 seconds. Okay? Had his back for three minutes and 30 seconds of it, I think, honestly. He also pounded on him for a good few minutes there. Um, I had the fight metric thing up a minute ago. Now I can't find it. Good job, Bobby. Um, but let me see if I can pull that up. Fight metric while we're talking. This is riveting content for you folks. Sorry. Um, but literally, yawn did nothing. Is my end game? Is is my point mm. here? He went in the second round there. By the way, the fight ended with the same number of significant strikes landed, which surprising, also in my opinion. First round, uh, where the hell is this? Of round two, sorry, round two, four punches landed, four significant four punch four significant strikes landed, three minutes of fifty seconds of control. Beat his ass on the ground, too, at one point. I have I think that's a 10-8, okay? That's my argument for that being a 10-8. Also, it's just, like, I know this is, like, doesn't, isn't an argument, but, like, not all 10-9s appear to be made and created equal either, man. Because, <laughs> like, the first round being a 10-9, and then the second round being a 10-9 is wild in itself. Um, No, I thought, I thought Aljo, I thought the first round, first of all, there's no robbery here. Anybody who thinks robbery is high, okay? Just... It's because you like a guy or don't like a guy doesn't you don't get to judge MMA by your own score by your own you know rule set um i think alger won 3 rounds um but i also think the second round was i think it's mm, i i more so think it's a 10-8 than i don't think it's a 10-8 mark that's where right. i'm at with so that i will round. so what
0: what i will counter argument with you like mostly I think you can score that 10-8. I think that is justified because of the amount of control he had. Now, where I think it gets a little tricky to make that case is um, you know, his pursuit of finishing the fight cuz okay, you said he landed ground and pound for a couple minutes. It was probably like a good oh, not a couple minutes. Burst. I didn't mean a couple minutes, but he But beat his ass. It, it was a good burst where he was working like there for most of the round he was controlling there wasn't, I did not see any close submission attempts. I didn't really see like where it even got close under his chin where he was significantly having to fight that. It was mostly fighting the position. And then there was this burst of ground and pound. But mostly, you know, my, my argument to you was like, oh, then it's impossible to get a 10 8 with just grappling. I think if he got more catches, if he got catches where it looked like he's almost, he had to fight the hands to, mm-hmm. to fight off the choke, mostly this was positional. Um, or even if he, he scored more ground and pound. Cause I think, look, I, that was my favorite part of this fight was when he started grounding and pounding and really going after it because a lot of the, the rest of the fight was both of them not really going for the finish and really, you know, using strikes or grappling exchanges to finish. Um, but, yeah, so I think 10 8s justified. I, mostly I was just in her. Intermediating on you that, like, it's impossible for grappling yeah, to get Because, like, he it wasn't that dominant of a round where it came to, like, finishing the fight. Where it's like, That's oh, true. he's almost caught. Or well, he's really hurt. He's busted up. He's bleeding. Well, you don't we have to really actually to be point.
1: close to actually finishing the fight. It's just being extremely dominant. Significant, in those yeah. Yeah, well, here's the I thing also. Is- Jan doing literally nothing is a big factor for me. He did literally nothing mm-hmm. that round. Third round, yeah. he landed a couple punches here or there. Like, he landed eight instead of four punches. um But, like... Uh, Aljo only landed six in the big defense strikes in the third round compared to the second. My favorite part of the fight was when Aljo got his back again in the third round and had a big smile on his face, or <laughs> he's like, Yeah, Because oh, yeah. he was because he, was like, yep, he wasn't perfect. even doing it to Jan. I felt he was doing it to everybody who, in the crowd who, like, mm-hmm. apparently was real pro Russia.' <laughs> um, which is odd, but like
0: I can, I think a lot of it has to do with how he won the belt and people being overcritical of him well, for I mean, that. look,
1: at some point, Aljo was leaning into it too with the like sure. trolling these people, but also like only in this sport does someone, does the other guy blatantly cheat? Like, blatantly. And it's the other guy's yeah. fault. Yeah. And then Joe Rogan said some stuff like, oh, you shouldn't lose a championship by DQ. And I'm like, this isn't pro wrestling. No, if you disqualify yourself you've just I, I, I can understand
0: the sentiment because i feel like it, it cheapens it for the i think it's more for the winner i think the the champion who does an illegal foul should be stripped of the belt um it, it i don't think it for most people or a lot of people feels like you've earned that championship oh, because of you know getting hit illegally it's like you should still win the fight but and i think that's all fine and good that's not
1: how you know what the if, it, if the champion does get stripped i also don't think necessarily if you got stripped of the title for cheating you should uh you, I don't. I don't think if you get stripped of the championship for cheating, you don't necessarily automatically get the next fight for it either. Just put that out. I think you really open yourself up to like a guy just blatantly cheating. You know, because he's in danger yeah. of it. It depends it, on know? the
0: circumstances. Yeah. And this particular c- circumstance, like this dude clearly need him in the head when he wasn't supposed to. So he I need him just hard. Well it acted. wasn't like he
1: grazed him. He like need him dome to dome. Like need a dome I hard. I would say in,
0: in in Jan's case, then, you know, he kind of didn't get an immediate, right? He did not get an immediate. Well, right no, they he did. Had they fight did. Corey Henderson. No, no, they did do he, it. He,
1: he got hurt. I think well, it sure,
0: but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay. But so he did fight Corey Sanhagen. And look, it, they got a fight again in. A lot of us thought Jan was going to win and Sterling pulled it off. So, you know, take your hat off to him. I'm still going to be a little critical because it's not like, you know, it wasn't he did that exciting. a lot to. <laughs> yeah, it did not. And that, that that's kind of the problem, like with him and even Leon Edwards. I think these are just two guys that don't always produce the most exciting fights. They do. They do have good fights. It's not like, you know, they're devoid of any entertainment whatsoever. But they're not quite up there with the kind of showmen and the, the people that, consistently get knockouts and finishes that kind oh, of yeah. impress us. Well,
1: you know what I mean? Like, let me tell you, if Aljo had gotten a submission in that second round, it would have been real exciting. <laughs> he that would have been off. awesome. Um, he, they talked about it. Uh, by the way, Dana White not wanting to put the belt on Aljo was a real highlight. Because Aljo afterwards was like, because right. he tried to just put it on his shoulder, and Aljo was like, no, nah, I want it around the waist. And he put it <laughs> around his buckle that shit in. yeah. Um, Dillashaw's next is what it sounds like. Not just Aljo calling Ooh. him out, but also Pillashaw, if you will which yeah, I think it was more injectable. I, I don't know how EPO works. Maybe it was pills. Um, just right now, guessing, Mark, who do you pick?
0: I think it's really interesting. I, I do go with... TJ, just because I do think he's a little bit more of the dangerous fighter,
1: but we've seen Aljamain get people's back, and I'm trying to think—I don't remember. I'm, a lot not, of I'm times picking when- Aljo literally because I feel we watch someone who fights kind of like—I mean, like not this. No one moves the way does these guys all say move, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to fight the same. He's gonna have the same strategy as he did in this one. He's like, I'm gonna get on top of this. I'm gonna grab the back of this guy, and he's gonna try to choke yeah. TJ. TJ's I a think better I, offensive wrestler I, for sure. Yeah, I
0: think he's a better wrestler, and I think um, you know I don't think he's more dangerous than. um Jan was, but he, he's dangerous in different ways. I, I think Jan is very accumulative. I don't think that it's a lot of like just one big shot. I think he he has to work the combinations. I think TJ is kind of he's a little bit more of a powerhouse where he could you
1: could blast. Well, him I also think Jan shot, so. puts more pressure, a more lineal pressure. I yeah, guess it's yeah. a,
0: it's a great fight. It's I'm I'm I'm, fight. I'm in. But I think, I'm, Sterling has a good shot of of winning that fight too because dude, this whole, whole of his, weight class is. Top five guys. It was just anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. I feel at times this is good stuff. And now Yan's out of a belt, so he's got to work his way up. And there's let's a get lot this of guy people. a win.
1: Let's get Yan a win. Yeah. Huh? What do you think? Let's, think get Jan, let's get Yon. Let's get Yan a guy at six or seven. You know, maybe yeah. one of those guys. Let's let's get. Um, you know, I had the ranking ups rankings up here a second ago. Let's get Yan Um, I don't even know. I mean, bantamweight is deep. Like bantamweights are real deep. I'm looking at number like maybe Song Yadong would be fun. No, because also, well, Song wants to fight Dominic uh, because Song is nine, Dominic is seven, and also Song is on the uh, Team Alpha Male Redemption tour. Apparently, he wants to fight Dominic. Um, Peter Yan knocked out your eye favor too. Or, I don't know, maybe Rob Bond, and Peter Jan.
0: Jan and Dominic sound kind of interesting. They haven't fought, right? I don't think they fought. I don't fought. think so. Uh, I think
1: uh, Rob Bond would be a good one also for That'd Peter be Jan. Good. That'd
0: be huge for him, too. If, if he if he can get through Jan, then, like, yeah, you're right. This there, whole weight man. class is absurd. Yeah, it's great.
1: It's just there's no number, there's two number nines and no number 10 in the UFC. Like, it's so exact. They had to have two number nines with these yeah. bullshit rankings. Um. Yeah, all right. Um. Main event. That was a little bit rough to watch. Um, yeah, foreseen. In terms of the three miracles we needed for the the three miracle parlay, this one was the hardest one to pull off. It felt like, yeah, um, zombie is just he's not good enough to beat. I I, I mean, there's a there's a big gap between Volkanovsky, Holloway, and the rest of these dudes. Like there seems to be a large gap, Mark. Like I don't know who. I mean, Brian Ortega was the closest one, and that was like he got his ass beat for like the entirety of the max fight and like got his ass beat for most of the Volkanovski fights short that one round where he almost choked him. Like, are what? What are these guys? What is Volkanovski doing to be so far ahead of everybody right now?
0: Well, I mean, for me in this fight, it really. I I know we want to talk about Volkanovski. I mean, he has improved. I'll say this: what he's really improved on. I mean, the kind of scout on him before is like he has great entries. He mixes it up. He usually doesn't come with the same strike. Twice, so he's always kind of keeping the opponent guessing on how he's going to enter the pocket. In exchange, I think in this fight he really showed that he has now the ability to sit down on the punches a little bit more and add some sting into them, where he's kind of negating the speed versus power to a small degree. And I think this largely had a play ha- had to um, do with how Zombie was fighting, and that he kind of fights open and loose, and uh, Volkanovski was able to find those holes where he could get in first and, and tag him hard.
1: Zombie had Suhudo in his corner or not? I think you said he was training with. I think they mentioned that. Yeah, it, this is the first notice. person Sahudo's like... been with that just looked like dog shit. And I'm not sure it was entirely, I mean, Zombie is a zombie at this point. He's been doing this a while. He's not a young man anymore. Um
0: yeah, I think he I think there's a certain class of fighter in this weight division where they still have the blinding speed and there's a lot of technical prowess. And for um, you know, the Korean Zombie It was a lot about forward pressure. It was a lot about big shots and throwing combination. You know, when he would throw in combination was usually when he would be able to, you know, land that second or third strike. And I think with Alexander, it's really hard to get off your first without him intercepting you with a jab or a uh, left hook. His left hook starting to counter was on point. And then he was coming over with a nice right straight. Like he was really putting the punches together, sitting down on them. Landing cleanly um, and keeping zombie guessing, and he just didn't have the toolset to, to force the action where it needed to be.
1: Um, yeah, plus four thirty-five at the end of this one was where, uh, was where zombie ended up betting wise. So pretty accurate betting line compared to the other ones, which were just general chaos. Sure. Um, Marcus, um, let's talk about it because I mentioned it earlier. We uh, Volkanovski needs somebody to fight. It was going to be Max Holloway for a third time. And then two days after the announcement, Max said he was hurt. And so the zombie stepped in. Max is healthy now. Um, This weight class, as great as it is, um, these dudes have all been beaten. Um, We got Alex at one, Max. I mean, Alex is champion. Max at one. Followed by Ortega, Yair, Zombie, Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen at six. Uh Emmett at seven, Giga Chikadze at eight. Giga just lost to who? I don't recall. I'd have to look in the thing. Uh, but Cater. Yeah. Cater beat him. Cater beat him up. Mm-hmm. That's okay. What that's right. Yeah. So I mean, like There's Max, right? And then there's the wild card, which I'm gonna point it out, and I'm not trying to be funny at this point because now he's in the, the testing pool. So Henry Zahudo retired with two belts. Or I don't know if he he'd already been stripped of the second one of one of them by them. Retired with two guess. belts. He is not that much shorter than Alex Volkanovsky, I don't think. Not that I think he's going to win this fight or anything. I know it's not the UFC style to do this, on any, uh, especially with someone they don't seem to like very much. Because this man literally retired because he said he wanted to get paid more, and then nothing happened for two years, and now he's back. Um, I think if there was ever a time to do this, and it doesn't— I mean, look, none of these belts mean anything anymore in terms of, like, who earns a title shot— I think we send Max I think we send uh Cejudo out there. I really think we do. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world because of like you said, the standings and the division right now. Outside of maybe Yair Rodriguez, I think that's kind of an exciting fight. But like yeah, you know, a lot of the top guys just really he's already fought or beaten or have recently been beaten. Um and, and Yair just tough- lost
1: to Max. That was his last fight, oh, losing oh, to Max. Did? Oh, that's right. That was actually oh, fight means, in November.
0: That, yeah, that was a good fight, too. But he definitely, yeah. So, I mean, I think I like that fight just because um, the, uh, um, what was the guy we were just talking about? Until I blanked on his name. Alex or, or Max? No, 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 no. The, guy, the guy's coming up to 145. Hudo, yeah. Cer- um, yeah, Triple C, right?
1: Potentially. Um, no, no, he already has Triple C. One of them is the Olympic belt.
0: I mean, look, there's not a real big, clear um, contender besides Max. And honestly, like I'm kind of burnt out on that fight. I, I kind of, and look at Max has fought. They both have fought in other people, but it's just like we saw them in quick su- succession. I'm not really, you know, super excited to see potentially that fight right now. Um, And, and that's what makes the a Hudo fight more interesting. And I think stylistically, he's a tough guy to match up with because he's so good at the wrestling and we saw him win that belt against, uh, you know, um, DJ. Not because he was some fantastic O-Rong. He could get DJ down and steal rounds from him. And I think he can kind of do that against anybody. And I think that includes... Hey, honestly, he's play, he might be
1: faster. Than, I mean, I think he is faster than Alex. Like, Mac, um, Henry... I mean, this is, we're talking about two years of not fighting. But, like, Henry was quick. Henry, he's a flyweight. He's, fa- he's dealing with chasing Mighty Mouse around. I mean, Volkanovsky tends to be the shorter person in this weight class almost always Um, in my head Volkanovsky is like 5'6". Maybe I'm imagining something here but I think he's not that tall. Um, He's listed as 5'6". Okay. All right. That's how tall I am. I'm Mm 5'5". Actually. I, That's honestly, I kind of
0: think like the things working against Cejudo the most are things you just mentioned before. Like, one, it doesn't seem like he's in super tight with the brass, right? Like, or did, his manager is really want...
1: Ali too? You think that'd be enough? <laughs>
0: well, it's like, okay, like, does the UFC want to give this guy the opportunity to be the first, you know, triple division champion? And, and like you said, like, the legacy definitely has been tarnished, but like, they'll still promote it as something special. Like, do they want him to, to forever live in that infamy? Um, Being the first one to do it to always be that kind of Jeopardy question or whatever. Um, and then, you know, I think the other stances, like, you know, he does have a tough contender in Alex Volkanovsky, But, yeah, it's kind of just like there's no one else that's interesting. Do they think he can sell? That's what I was going to say. Sorry. Like, do they think that – I think it's an interesting fight. I think a lot of the hardcore fans – but does Cejudo move the needle enough to kind of well, warrant he think, whatever the,
1: he's gonna ask for? You know, does, Volkanofs- so. does Volkanovski, does anybody give a shit about exactly. Volkanovski besides well, us? I mean
0: that's the question
1: too. I don't yeah, know if I these mean,
0: two guys together are going to set ablaze maybe the
1: pay-per-view numbers that I mean, Cejudo
0: the, uh, rightfully deserves.
1: Well let's say what let's say what we will about Cejudo being a schmuck. Um he's trite. his stupid gimmick, at least he's trying, I guess, as dumb as it is. Um and it seems fairly harmless. Compared to everybody else's other people's stupid gimmicks, he's trying to get people to watch. He'd make an effort, you know, mm-hmm. with his pillows looking like belts thing he's got. He has like pillows that are like, he had belts, pillow belts. He had like a pillow made of the UFC belt. He got two I of believe them. It. You kind of have something very similar, Bobby. I mean, no, his is your this, belt this was- literally a pillow. It's like a long pillow, okay? When well, you stuff that belt to yours, we kind of got a pillow there. I mean, so That's we're our belt, baby. Feeling it's, it our is... be- it's our belt. It's our belt. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's him or Max. So either way. I'm, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I'm, I thought the second Max fight, well, I, they aren't thrilling fights with Max and Alex, but they're yeah, chess they go matches. After it for sure. they're yeah, they're chess matches. And um, Max, I thought, won the second one. So I don't know. Maybe Max beats him. What does that even do? It's 2 1 like
0: yeah they roll it back for a
1: fourth and that's the thing is like
0: these guys are good they're gonna be up there for a while i'm imagining so like we don't need to do it again yeah i remember we thought stream, the but... immediate
1: rematch for max and alex we were like is this necessary alex won like four rounds and like let's get max a gatorade and like let's let this other guy fight somebody yeah. but i don't know um all right the other fights on the other car ones on this fight card you might want to mention Mackenzie dern tisha torres split for mckenzie did you think she yeah. won uh yeah, it was really close. Um,
0: I loved what she did in the second round. That yeah. second round was awesome. That's when uh Dern basically tried to get a standing Kimura and then oh, that jumped star. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun round. I mean, the rest of the rounds were kind of like I anticipated with Tisha, you know, trying to use footwork to bounce around, use those side push kicks and just kind of win the round. I was um impressed with Dern's uh, stamina too. She didn't I thought she would be in the third round, she'd be really tired, but she's stuck it in there. And yeah, it was she's really, real, close. She's, really uh,
1: she's really I mean she had those weight struggles early on. But mm-hmm. I Mackenzie's mean, really like she looked like she was in excellent shape. Like just yeah, she's, all it it, just it, looked she's been dialing it in
0: for sure. It's been showing because her competition has been getting harder and she has been succeeding. I think this was easily her toughest fight. It was not, you know, a cakewalk for her. It definitely was a difficult fight at times. It was tough catching Tisha um the second round was obviously hers and was awesome but um this was a big win for her i mean tisha always been kind of high in the rankings because she i think she, she's uh, sorry go ahead mm-hmm. no i, yeah, no, I no, think I, she's like, like three or four in the division she just lives up, or she yeah. lives up there something she lives up there she's, she's she's really talented she's really tough to beat and durham was able to get past her so kudos
1: has she got a title shot with all this like no i don't think either of them have oh, unfortunately. well okay um Mackenzie's training over at uh with Perillo I think yeah they've been Did, there for a while Perillo's a good coach man Perillo's a really good coach he's yeah he's definitely helped her a lot yeah but Perillo another one uh, got a good night was uh, of course Alex's coach Eugene Behrman another good coach doesn't get sure. enough credit mm. um all right um Mark Madsen got that w Yep, was getting booed. Then he said he's moving to America, and everybody cheered. That was exciting. Okay, <laughs> um, you got Ian Gary with another win. A lot of decisions on the card Yeah, I, I didn't see these
0: fights, unfortunately.
1: Mike um, Mallet folded up uh, Mickey Gall like an accordion, and then said that he was try he was going to donate his show money of ten thousand dollars, which he noted to geez. a GoFundMe for uh, one of the coaches at Team Alpha Male. I guess their daughter has cancer or something. Oh, jeez. So um Dana White's like no no you can keep your 10,000 I'll donate the 10,000 um to the GoFundMe and uh that's cheaper I, than having to pay these guys more money it's just yeah like, no 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 no, don't worry no, no, I'll just pick up GoFundMe Stop talking about either. how
0: much we're paying you and I'll donate the money and-
1: Yeah um uh, people said that uh I guess Dana White's name wasn't listed there um but uh you know Jake Paul donated ten grand. Also, <laughs> oh. Jake Paul's name yeah. was there quickly, donating the ten grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Paul family trying to have stretch that good week out. Man, you pit you you beat Rey Mysterio on a Sunday. Your brother, you know, donates ten grand to charity on a Saturday. It's a good week for the family. Sure. Um, yeah, ten and ten. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't. What happened? Did you hear anything about this Aspen Lad thing? I don't want to go into this thing like I'm giving you nothing, but like I heard like some. Uh, what happened? Surprised
0: Pennington won. Uh, you know, um, Raquel's been kind of on a a bad stretch, and yeah, this Well, was I guess Raquel cor- cor- uh,
1: questioned her uh, corner work. Uh, Aspen, mm.
0: which um, oh right, because yeah, they it's like her boyfriend who's a little. I guess something happened. Uh, Raquel little, called yeah. it a comedy show. Did you catch any of that? No, I, I didn't catch right, any of that. fight, and I, and I kind of felt bad. And I want to, I want to see Ian Gary's fight too, and even Mark Madsen because Raquel's kind of... a big.
1: I mean, we're we're big Raquel people here too, man. For we've sure, always, Raquel, we've supported her uh, for whatever reason or another for her, really, her entire career. And I thought she was gone, and like I felt we hadn't seen her mm-hmm. fight in long time. Um, and yeah, I guess she's on four straight wins. Raquel, who was ten and eight, is now fourteen and eight, man. Raquel's record looking yeah. a little better these days. It's him um, out. It's, he's gonna, you know, gotta pump it up a little bit. Back down a bantamweight. Um, well, was, you know, she hasn't. She, she, she did she beat up Juliana? They're did, did Juliana beat her up? Did they ever fight? Don't think so, actually. No, I don't recall. Yeah. That's, okay. Um, that was UFC 273. Uh, the UFC is uh, gonna be at the apex. I think next weekend is where this dog shit card is. I hope because asking people to pay money for this is. Uh, questionable on multiple levels mark to be honest um yeah this one this is not a road
0: fight night this is at home Whoever's in las vegas this weekend
1: again i think it'd be cool to go to this i think it'd be cool to go to the apex just to be like in that small venue and watching like the ufc do their thing but yeah um is there no wikipedia page for this event I
0: uh, I'm looking at it. It's it's a little sparse but There's yeah. not a lot of fights. Uh I wanted to
1: confirm it was at the Apex. It is, right? It is. It is at the Apex, yes. Okay. You're
0: right. This is not they cannot go on the road with this and expect people to put
1: money on it. Um, okay. Let's talk about let's make some let's talk about news, which I don't even know if there is any besides uh what happened with uh Cejudo coming back. I kind of, you know, blew that mm-hmm. one early. Um and you know, Jake Paul donating to a GoFundMe. I think did nothing else happen? Yeah, I Honestly, didn't, I didn't
0: see anything newsworthy this week, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, okay, fine. Um we're gonna make some picks, but um, we're gonna talk about Bellator. Because we're, we're picking Bellator fights. But first thing I'm gonna do is uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I think we need to talk about Bellator dropping the ball here a little bit, Mark. Because okay. AJ McKee, um, somebody that um we talked like we when he won that championship. We all got very excited and talked about how they got a guy here. He's entirely homegrown, like literally entirely. Like showed up zero and zero. We watched this man fight. I think Mark when he was like three and zero, four and zero, something like that, mm-hmm. right? He they made him fight seventeen goddamn times to get a title shot, and then he wins it. He's eighteen and zero. He won that belt in last July, and we talked about how they need to promote his ass and all that stuff. And I haven't heard a fucking word about AJ McKee for ten months. I haven't heard anything except they're going to do a rematch. Like, I've heard about them booking a Fedor fight five different times between now and that, between then and now. I've heard about MVP getting a title shot. I've heard, what are we doing? This is their best fighter. Honestly, this is yeah, the best fighter they got.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's much of a machine at work here for any of the Bellator. And and, and that's kind of longstanding because, you know, they've had a lot of big stars. And I just don't know. Whether it's you know their marketing is not directed towards this, us. This whole event, bro, like
1: this whole event has like this should be a Saturday event. First of all, like this should be on a Saturday. Yeah, this is probably this is con- a contractual world contractual better. Showtime. This is a world better than the UFC's card. Yes. Um, there's two title fights. There's Aaron Pico. It was supposed to have um what's his name on there fighting Pico, that other young cat, mm-hmm. um, Jeremy Kennedy.
0: Who Jeremy I'm Kennedy, with,
1: but um, but if you're watching Bellator, you you know he's a guy he's a name it's got tim cop mustache johnson versus linton mm-hmm. pasal no, people who just guys, guys people we know and this should like when bell has got one of these coming up mark i feel we should all know like weeks in advance not just you and me looking at the calendar being like and how watched? but and now my question is how
0: would we know like is i don't know man, it, pay is, for a commercial during uh, during sport other sports Right, that or like, do do they need to? Sh- I mean, I think they should be on ESPN. Is there any kind of reason why ESPN wouldn't have them? I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be like sarcastic, but like the like, like like or or like um, you listen to the Pat McAfee show, right? Like, why isn't AJ on there? You know, is, is it because like. The promotioning machine is I just not. I don't even know who
1: the fuck Bellator is yet. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, like. but I mean, but AJ, what's what's interesting too is AJ was making a lot of noise before his last fight. I remember, and like he was getting headlines. And maybe we'll see
1: that. Well, this AJ said week. he wanted to get paid. Also,
0: I wonder. If that's and and part maybe of that's this. not
1: happening. I mean, I, what I've always heard
0: is like Bellator pays pretty well uh, competitively to the UFC and like some of their. Top,
1: I don't think I don't think top, they're top top, top guys. No, but. I don't think their top number match is rel- is even at all comparable. I think you can make a few hundred thousand Bellator. I don't think you can make. Right figures. The I don't think it's a you know? much lower. But yeah, I mean, it's just like I, so. I mean, I think it's there. I, I think it's pretty much the. I show don't know what else. I don't know what else you want. Machine is not like in terms of having a guy like the way they used to like pump up Michael Chandler when I, when Michael Chandler was fighting Bellator would be like leading up to it. Man, you knew Michael Chandler was fighting and stuff when he was the champ. Like, I don't know. This is that dude for that. Th- maybe it's, maybe I'm misreading it, but like he has everything you'd want from a fighter. Like, he finishes fights. He knocks people out. He taps people out. He's ex- He has a big personality. He's entirely homegrown. Like, he's undefeated. You can't look at this man and say, oh, well, he washed out of the UFC. Because he fucking didn't. Like, he could right now, you could right now tell me <coughs> he's the best featherweight in the world. Because he might be.
0: Yeah, he has he, he, might ha- be. he has what Chimev has before. He has not an, an aura around him because he's undefeated. He, you know, hasn't really been like pushed. I mean, he's had some tough fights, but he's also shown the ability to win. You know, throughout all of them, and now he's he's really fighting that top brass. And um, Pitbull is that guy. Like when you talk about Chandler, and, and look, and I I don't disagree with you. There there is not nearly enough. I mean, how Pitbull was the most fighter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he these might are still be. The, we'll find out this yeah, weekend. These are some right. of the absolute best fighters in the world. You know, don't get it mixed up because you know the. The top names not UFC like there's other talent outside of the UFC that's really high and these guys are it. So I mean, like you said, they've they've grown AJ. He's become a fantastic fighter and he's fighting against Pitbull again. You know, in a really challenging like this is going to be a tough fight. This is you know this is high level stuff that should be getting a lot more publicity than it is. And I kind of I mean, the I mean I yeah I'd be
1: I'd be shocked if he put Pitbull away in two minutes again. Like I am going to watch this. Yeah. I'm going to try to watch this. I got to I got to dial up the Showtime, you know, get the Showtime subscription for a month. Um but it's worth it for me. And like I I just saying what we said last time when get when this fight when the first fight happened. This is the best fight they can book. Period. This is literally the best matchup uh, they can put on Bellator television is AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull. There's no more combination. There's no combination of guys more talented than this in my opinion at least. Um yeah, I'm right, I'm, right um, I'm, I'm excited for it too. Um well, let's let's make our picks. Um Mike's picked um AJ. AJ's coming in as a favorite. Um seem coming in at minus 275 to Pitbulls plus 210. Um the A the line before their last fight um it was Pitbull at minus 122 to AJ's plus 100. So, um Mark, I'm I'm going AJ also. Um, I think he gets it done here. I think it might. This might go to decision this time. I mean, maybe or at least go longer than two minutes, because Pipple's so good. Also, but uh, I got I got AJ here. What do you got? Yeah,
0: I have AJ as well. It, it's always tough to to pick um against the guy that won the first fight, and especially I mean he won it early, and it's it was off a slick submission. But that is kind of what AJ is capable of. That's what makes him such a, a special talent. Is that? It's not only that he's dangerous with chokes, he he's creative and not even just like in how he finishes a choke, but how he sets it up, how he finds himself in that position to snatch up kind of unusual neck cranks or chokes or what the have McKee you. Teen. Yeah, and then you know the versatility doesn't end there on his feet he's extremely dangerous he has dangerous hands um you know he's got knockouts uh with punches and kicks so i mean he's an extremely versatile guy and, and Pipples right there with him Pipples extremely well rounded he's great on the stand up very durable um like you said like this fight going to the decision doesn't seem you know that crazy but at the same time it's just like aj's so dangerous um you know throughout the entire fight you really have to be on top of your game but pipples usually that guy, it, that's why it was so shocking to have such a quick finish last time. So I'm definitely going with AJ. I think it's going to be exciting. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Pitbull can get it done here. He has, you know, good stand-up. He can find a shot to to reverse the tables here. But AJ has all this momentum yeah. going with him and so much versatility, it's hard to pick against
1: him. That was the first time he'd ever been finished in a fight, that last one. I mean he lost by leg injury when he fought Bendo. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time... Um, Patricio had uh had ever been finished in a fight, and uh, anyway, co-main event, light heavyweight ch- light heavyweight title on the line. Um, this is the finals of the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix tournament. Winner gets a million bucks and uh, well, the championship belt. Um, how we got here is. <clears throat> Um, Nemkov taking a five-rounder over Phil Davis. Nemkov subbing some guy named Julius Anglicus in the fourth round. It was supposed to be Rumble Johnson. That would have been fun. Uh, On the other side of it, Corey Anderson beating Dozlech on Yag I remember we... Yeah, okay. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) he TKO'd Ryan Bader in the first round in the semis. Corey Anderson also decided he's, he's the real world champion because he has a win over Glover Teixeira, totally ignoring the fact that there's a different man with a belt in his own promotion. Um, Marcus, betting line for this one. um, Minus 190 to Nemkov, plus 155 Corey Anderson. We got Mike taking Nemkov. Mark, are you also taking the young protege of Fedor?
0: Yeah, I'm taking Nemkov as well. Um, I do think this is an interesting fight, and I think Corey absolutely can win this fight. You know, what I've seen of Nemkov is that he's very skilled, he's very talented, but he's gotten caught. You know, he's not unflappable. It's not like, you know... I can't see any way Corey can win this because I think Corey has looked fantastic in Bellator, um, especially against Bader, who he knocked out very quickly. Um, I thought highly of Corey Anderson, you know, throughout his entire career, he has a good skill set, um, great wrestling, and I think this is going to be a competitive, tough match. I am picking Nemkov to ultimately win it, but man, I'm not going to be surprised in the least bit if you know we come back here next week and Anderson is the new champion.
1: You think if uh, Corey wins, it's gonna be a knockout or something? Or I, I think it's it's a you go Corey Anderson, nice grind to do down type thing. I'm thinking
0: he could. He's been finishing so much recently. Like I, I do, I very much think he has the ability to stop this fight. Like with well, he does cuts um, or ground and pound on the feet. He's looked very slick as well. I mean, Nemcon has too on the feet. That's gonna. I think Anderson is gonna want to wrestle. I think it's maybe in the wrestling with the ground and pound where he might be able to. Finish yeah, because I which,
1: think he, I think he's going to sleep. If they go stand, if they stay standing, I mean, I've seen one of these guys get knocked out four different times, and it's not Nemkov. Yeah, (laughs) Nemkov, I think he does
0: have some holes in the stand up. We've seen him get caught before, but I think Anderson runs a bigger risk, you know, rolling those dice. I think get him on the ground at least early on, tire him out, get him to wrestle, have him eat some elbows and forearms in the face, and then once he's tired, maybe pursue the stand up a little bit more if you're feeling comfortable. But um. Yeah, I, but I, think, I do think Nemkov's going to find a way. I, I think he's the better striker. I think he's a little bit more polished. I think he's going to find the chin and be able to put it away. But, yeah, I think this is a really close fight.
1: Yep. Um, as I mentioned also on this card, Aaron Pico was going to take on Jeremy Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy got hurt. Taking on Addy Addie Edwards. Aaron Pico's really gotten it together um, since leaving, a.k.a. going to, I think he's at Jackson Wink right now. I don't know who else is, but he's there. Um, really, because they really just, like, fucking just, he was just out there throwing heat immediately and getting, like, a crazy fights. He's really calmed down a little bit. I think he's strung off four, or five in a row now. Um, after starting off four and three, five straight wins. Um, just getting wins. It's what you got to do when you're that young. Man is literally only uh, 25 years old, so plenty of time. Tim Johnson, Linton Vassal. Some good, some heavyweight, you know, slanging and banging there. Mm -hmm. Got Tyrell Fortune, uh, Rafael Carvalho on the undercard. Got a Gracie on there. Don't know who that is. Um,
0: It it drops off there. But yeah, but but it's fine. The one on on
1: Showtime. Um, I don't know. The prelims are all on YouTube and Pluto TV. Shout out to Pluto TV. Great I'm
0: app! It's a, I'm surprised it's there, but not you. Great, at
1: all. great job, Pluto T- I love Pluto T. The whole Bellator channel, on Pluto TV. <laughs> I don't it's know called, if it's showing live it's anything, fights. but it's got fights. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is in San Jose at the SAP Center, an uh, arena you and me have been to a whole bunch of times. We contemplated. Which, yeah, I almost, I almost thought I was going to go. I still, eh, I'd like to, but we'll. If nothing else, I'll watch it. Um stuff. It's only a Friday. That's the thing, man. You're going to do it in the Bay Area, and you're going to do it on a Friday. We got jobs, man. See how much gas is? is? I'm going to drive all the way over there. Like, is it take time off of work? This is the time I'm not getting paid to spend more money to drive 45 miles to San Jose. No, and they, then pay they, for parking. They put a good car together to make it at least tempting. I just think, yeah, Saturday was the move here, man. I don't know what you're sure. – I, I, I know it's like Friday's been their night, but I thought like Saturday was going to be for big events maybe. Like this one. Which, again, has the best fight they could put on. (laughs) Again. Um, Just happy it's not at, at, uh, what's it called? Uh, What's the name of the one in Indian casino they always go to near Mike, and Mike refuses to go to? Uncasville? Something in Uncasville? Yeah. yeah, Um,
0: I can't remember what the casino was.
1: We're holding out for the Tachi Palace here, guys. We're waiting for Bellator at the Tachi Palace. Yeah. all right, uh we're going to pick a UFC fight uh, on this dog shit card of theirs. Um just remove just not even hiding how much I load these cards anymore, Mark. Um it's a waste of everybody's time. Um UFC is going to be I don't know, the th- th- right by Dana's parking spot. Yeah. The, U- the, the quick ride, the Apex. Main event, um Vicente Luque taking on Bilal Muhammad, a rematch of a fight that took place a while ago, like four years ago. It was a while ago. ago. Yeah. Um, They fought last. It was... Jesus, it was a while ago. It was 2016. 2016, 2016, six years ago. Um, In that since then, both these guys really climbed the rankings. Um, Bilal is five. I believe Yair is four. Um, The betting line for this one is um, we got Bilal as a... Plus 150 underdog to Vincente's minus 170. When they fought the first time, it was Vincente at minus 105, Bilal minus 135. So people thought Bilal would win that one. Um Yeah, I got Luke. Mike's got Luke also. I th- think it's a close fight, but I just I like man, I like Luke's fights, Mark. It's just real yeah, violent. Same. Everything's I very mean, violent.
0: But you look at, um, you know, what, what Muhammad is able to do, and like he's fought in really tough. He don't lose fights either. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's he's had a really good string here, so I do think it's going to be competitive. I almost feel bad. We're all leaning Luke because I think Muhammad has a great shot in this fight um, to kind of reverse history here. But yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, it's like I, I like this guy more. He has really exciting fights. Not that you know Muhammad doesn't, but yeah, Luke is just he's he's a tough guy to beat. In general, and just you know, getting excited for his fight, so I do feel like he's going to pull this off. But yeah, I think that line's pretty accurate. Um, it's a tough fight to call.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a bad card. Um, yeah, there's nothing I, else after. I look when we say we. I feel people might like this might be a boy, boy cried wolf type stuff at times. But, like, this is this might be the worst one ever.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with what I'm saying. I only see seven fight.
1: Oh, oh, except. There our is boy one saving
0: grace. Our we boy's our boy, on here. <laughs> our biggie boy, our biggie boy Chris Barnett is on this card, uh, and that's worth checking out. Uh,
1: I'm about try you know, to watch that live, baby.
0: That's yeah. I mean, hard we're, uh, we're, we're poo pooing the card like like we do. It, it's just because there's there's no name value, you know.
1: Any of these guys, you know. Yeah, we say it every time. We're not saying up. we're not trying to say we don't like. We think these fighters are bad fighters. We're saying we don't know who the fuck these people are, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, it's hard to get excited and take time out of our days to watch their fights. So, but. You got Chris Barnett.
1: So whoever, you know, Martin Bidet has to be feeling pretty good. Man, there's like, I, I, I mean, this seems like an opportunity. There's not a lot going on. I think NBA playoffs start soon, but it's the first round of the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. No football for months. Baseball, no one cares. Put on some fight cards, UFC, you know. Give us another well, they have, one. Remember, they have too
0: many, Bob. They have too many. They've spread themselves too thin. That's we're, what, never, the we're never getting it back either,
1: man. No, it's not, not that a contract. But, yeah. you know, that's that. Um all right, uh let's do stuff we like. Um I don't know how much you got. I don't think I got a lot here. Um it's a little light. Yeah. I uh I've been watching Mom on C B from CBS. Yeah,
0: that's a weird poll.
1: (laughs) Just watching it, that's what I've been watching. It's a good like background noise show. It's uh basic premises on a ferris, uh mostly known for scary movie, probably. Um Mm -hmm. she's an alcoholic single mother, a recovering alcoholic single mother. And uh, she's in AA. And then her mother, um, Allison Janney, famously of the West Wing, uh, is also in AA. She was a very absentee, terrible mother. Um, It's a sitcom, though. So, um, it's about sobriety, too, but they try to make things funny and, you know, it gets real sometimes, too. You know, sometimes someone falls off the wagon. And it's a serious episode at times. But other times, you know, it's just jokes. It's a Chuck Lorre show. So the guy who made Two and a Half Men and Big Bang Theory and stuff, no, you know the king you, of sitcoms. Yeah, you're yeah you're pr- see, printing money at CBS. Okay, that's what Chuck Lorre's doing, printing money. Um, I swear, there's been some settings on this show where I'm like, this was is this just the Big Bang Theory set? Like, is this the same restaurant as when they went to the Cheesecake Factory and just moved a couple things around? This I'm is what sure. it looks like to me. Um, I've been watching that um, good show. Um, I I. Saw the last five minutes of that uh, the Will Smith movie. Uh, my girlfriend was watching it. The King Richard. Oh, okay. That was last five <laughs> minutes. Real exciting, man. I, I thought it was good. Those five minutes. Um, the other thing is, um, uh, on the wrestling front, uh, Samoa Joe made his AEW debut, which was fun. We all love Samoa Joe. There's no one who doesn't like Samoa Joe. And then this Wednesday it's Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki, and which I imagine is going to be a battle of a but of a couple of old men just s- slugging each other. And chopping each other for about 15 minutes on television. um, And then uh, FTR, formerly The Revival in WWE, um, and the Young Bucks wrestled for the second time ever. It was on TV last week, and it was one of the best tag matches you'll ever see. Really well done. Especially for TV. It's hard to have a good TV match, man. You know, jumping around commercials and stuff. That was so well done, though. That The crowd was with them every step of the way. I like FTR as good guys. Um... I like the young bucks as bad guys. I'm, I'm, I just liked everything that happened in that match, um, and I like that it was for like they were defending the Ring of Honor and AAA titles on AEW. Like mm. I'm AEW really asking for you to learn some stuff, Mark. Like I think like if you're just a casual viewer, you might wonder why there's so many fucking belts. Like at times. other like, promotion like, belts, like what the fuck is ROH? Champions. When did where, where, when did ROH show up? Like Samoa Joe's defending. Uh, Samoa Joe's fighting for the Ring of Honor television title on Wednesday because Suzuki has it, and I'm like. I, I okay. We already had the a, the AEW TNT title. I thought that's the TV title, but there's a lot going on. I'm saying Ring oh, yes of so. Honor has a tri- Ring of Honor has a trios title too. Just you know the six man title, if you will. But you know all these fun things are happening in wrestling, so it's cool. Wrestling is kind of hot, or you know as hot as it's going to be. You know not a fraction of what it was in the late '90s, but people are getting paid. Good times. That's all I got this week. What do you got, man? <laughs>
0: a uh, couple shows i was wrong and i thought uh our flag means death ended and there was two more episodes so that was a nice fun uh surprise and i in after watching the last two episodes and kind of reflecting on the series i really did have a fun time i i do think that show takes a little bit to kind of get into but once you do there's definitely been you know some of my favorite funniest scenes in television i think i've been on that show um i really enjoyed watching it and i think it got picked up for a second season i think so that'll be cool uh, another show that I kind of just discovered, uh, I guess it was on CBS All Access, and now it's on Paramount. Um, it's the Star Trek uh, Lower Decks animated cartoon. I've really been enjoying it, especially as someone that's not really super familiar or um, has seen a lot of the Star Trek uh, you know TV shows or movies or any stuff like that. There's obviously a lot of references on that show that kind of go over my head, but you know, I know enough to... Really appreciate that show, and I think you can have not seen any Star Trek and really appreciate and enjoy that show. That's just a fun, well-animated, funny show. I think it's Mike, I can't remember his last name, McMahon or McCannon or something. I think he's worked on Rick and Morty, and he worked on Solar Opposites, which was a Hulu animated show about aliens that had a kind of Rick and Morty vibe to it. Um and this show has a little bit of that just in the kind of Star Trek wrapping. So I, I really enjoyed it. I, I heard it was good. It kind of uh blew my expectations on you know what I was anticipating from that show.
1: Uh and then lastly, there Mike, was Mike. Mm-hmm. Mick. Mm-hmm. I would read it as McMahon. Oh Mike McMahon. McMahon. Okay. I would read it, I would yeah. read it as McMahon, the way it's I couldn't um, quite remember. I remember there was like a That was the uh, what's his name in there? The voice of the guy from uh The Boys. Yeah, he's in
0: there's some recognizable uh if Stefan was here, we're a big fans of Eugene Cordero. He's a comedian in LA. He does lots of like, he's in lots of little things as like a bit role, and he, he's like one of the like four main characters on the show. It's really enjoyable. I've really had a good time watching. I definitely, that's an easy recommend. Uh, gaming wise, n- not much has come out this last week, but there was kind of a surprise release on PlayStation that had come out previously on PC and uh, Xbox. Uh, it's called Lake. And this is a is not a game that's going to be for everybody. It is very much a like chill, relax, kind of sit back and uh, enjoy yourself, don't be too stressed about it kind of narrative game. Where basically, I think you're supposed to be this woman that was like a writer. And then for some reason, she has to go back to her ho- hometown and become a mail person. So you're driving the mail truck around town and delivering messages and... From what I read in all the reviews is like, yeah, there's no big twist or anything here. You're just kind of chilling out and getting to know who used to be your neighbors or whatever. And it just kind of just seems like one of those fun, interesting, kind of chill narrative games that I was really looking forward to. Um, you know, I didn't I don't really play on PC or Xbox. So it was definitely something that I had my eye out and then yeah, you know, this last Friday it just sprung up on PlayStation. And I was like, Oh, I definitely wanted to try that. So haven't had it haven't had the opportunity to try it yet, but when I do, I'll have a little bit more to say about it. But yeah, that's the stuff this week.
1: Really kept it in, you know, kept in the lanes this week. Nobody farted in the microphone. That was two professionals here this week, Bobby, keeping it <laughs> on board, keeping on it board. right here, man. We're pros, man. Almost like we've been doing this for almost 500 episodes. Um. All right, next week we're gonna talk about MMA. Let's let's go with this, MMA, this Mark The Spellator. We're gonna see card. the Bellator results. Good. We're gonna talk about this. Oh, my God, the main event is Jessica Andros versus Amando Lemos.
0: Yeah, we got another stinker UFC to, you know, try
1: to <laughs> siphon through. This one's a little better. We got
0: Clay Guida on there. Uh, is he? Uh, Lando Ventali, I think, yeah. Do you see Lando? Where the hell how far down the card? Oh, Lando's opening the curtain jerking against Charles Jourdain? Um, I mean, my my setup here is a little different. But there, there's some names on it. There's more names on this than – it's a little better than this current week for sure. But in that realm. I mean.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, Amanda Lemos doesn't lose fights in her defense. It's 11-1, strung off at least four or five in a row that I remember. Manel uh, Cape
0: was a Ryzen champion. I've always kind of kept my eye on. He hasn't done great in the UFC yet, but yeah, there's some names here. We'll we'll break it down next week.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll find, like, Mike Jackson's getting into the UFC fight, baby. Is that the same Mike Jackson who, uh, it is. The, the one who fought CM Punk. No, well, I mean, he won, so right. Well, that no, no wait. Role. I thought it was wasn't that what ended up being a no contest because he, oh, like, yeah, I mean, he, he like, had the was weed for or something, too, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: something dumb. Was like, oh boy, yeah. So you know, we'll we'll siphon through that card next week. We'll find some gold. Um,
1: all right, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it. Mike should be back next week. We should all be here. Um, until then, that was DJ Mark. I was Doctor Law. See y'all next week. Peace out. See ya.